happy can't remember what day it is. It's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, guys. And welcome back to the Two Story Good Grace podcast. I am so excited. I feel like I'm basically a professional now. Figured out how to record audio and video at the same time so that you can feel like you're right here with me drinking coffee and a sparkling water and water and all the things all at the same time. Um, just like you're across the table from me. I'm super duper excited about this. Um, as you know, it's December. I'm in complete shock that it's even, we've made, we've made it this far. Um, but every December, like clockwork comes making the decision on what my new word is going to be for the following year. Um, I've been choosing a word to kind of focus in and hone in on for like the last two or three years. I think two. Um, I've done surrender. I've done contentment, which was this year's. And then we're moving into 2024 which is not a real year, um, and I have chosen another word to carry me through. Um, but before we get started, I really just want to like move through and talk about like what this year held for me, what kind of milestones I hit, um, and just reflect and give you an idea of like what in the world happened. So, um, so much happened. Actually, I finished my first season coaching, which this is almost like a time capsule for me. I can look back on this. Um, I finished my first season coaching volleyball. I moved up to the second grade, so I passed first grade, now I'm in second grade. Um, and I, I I, built new relationships and lost old relationships, and just the ebb and flow of that um, was very evident in my life this year. Um, I made the dean's list each semester that I was in school, which like, I know in 10 years it's not going to matter, but right now it's like, I work my butt off. Like, if you work your butt off or something and you do it like I mean you got to be proud of it um and then I also started a small business with a clean beauty brand called crunchy so I'm an advocate for them and I promote their products that I'm just like in love with to begin with um but that was a huge leap of faith for me but I know that I'm in the right spot the community is just it's impeccable um I've never seen something like it before so that's a little bit about me um and if you're in the same place of like trying to decide what's next for you next year. Um, I really recommend looking back on the year before and just like highlighting all of those things that got you where you are now, um, which is super, it's just incredible to see the Lord working in our lives that way. So this year, my word was contentment. Um, and if you listened to the podcast last December, you heard all about my heart and why I'm like, okay, this needs to happen. And then about June or July, I can't remember which one it was, I came back and I was like, y'all, this is not going well. And if you listen to that, then this is all going to make perfect sense. But I struggled a lot with it. And it wasn't easy. And it's funny how when you hone in on something, and I said this in the last episode I did on contentment, was that like when you, when you go really hard for something, God challenges you in those areas to grow you and to and whenever you're intentional about something he wants to make sure that you're getting you know the stretches and I think about when you go to the gym like in order to get stronger you got to lift heavier and you might be a little sore and sometimes it might be a little uncomfortable but you're growing you're getting stronger through that and when we're really intentional about something and we are we want to 
do well in something and grow in something, it we have to be stretched and we have to be strengthened and we have to get a little bit uncomfortable. One of my favorite quotes from this year probably that um, one of my, my small group leader said, she said that our comfort place, I'm going to mess it up. Our comfort zones are lovely places, but nothing ever grows there. Y'all, you have to have a winter. You have to have a spring. There's going to be a summer. There's going to be a fall. It's like clockwork. You can't have one season without the other. And in spring, there's a lot of rain. And there's a lot of struggles. And there's a lot of things that you're just, you feel like you're drowning. And then summer comes along and then fall and then start the cycle over again. And so when we're in those uncomfortable spring seasons, when it just feels like we can't catch a break, that's really truly when we're growing the most. And that sounds so cliche, but y'all, it's just so true. So that was that was my um, spiel on contentment and how that went this year. Um, and I just like, one of the biggest things I am on here is I'm, I'm real, I'm raw, I'm honest, and what you see is what you get with me. Like, I don't hide anything under the covers. Like, if you ask me a question, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you straight up, like, what I think and how I feel. And sometimes I feel like the older I get, the more just, like, no filter. What you, what, whatever I think is going to come out, and, and that's something that I'm working on, because not everything you think needs to come out of your mouth, but nonetheless, it's a work in progress. But I've been feeling really stuck. I think I was going really hard for a long time um, trying to like put out content and, and make sure that I'm like staying on top of all the 500 million things that I do. Um, and that led to a little bit of like burnout in November and I ended up not recording a podcast in November. I had an idea and I wrote it all out and time was just like not really there to record it and then Literally after I finished the episode, I took it to my mom and I was like, just not like, what do you think? And we talked for a while about it. And um, there was just a lot of holes in my thought process. And that's when I was like, you know what? It's not, this is not right for right now. So I took a step back. There was no November podcast, but I think it's really important to leave room for, for a quiet time. Um, and that's kind of what November was for me as far as the podcast goes, was just a quiet time. So now that I've ranted and raved about the last 11 months, the last 12 months, it's time to get into the next 12 months, which I'm just, I'm, it's not real. Anyway, so I choose a word because I feel like it's more definable than a New Year's resolution. Um, no shame to people that do New Year's resolutions, but I just, it's like a fall off in February type deal. Like, I'll be like, I'm going to do this every single day. And then February comes along and I'm like, what was that I was going to do? It's like the cliche, like I'm going to work out every single day. And the gym is packed in January and then March comes along and you're like, oh, where is everybody? And so then you're stuck paying a gym membership that you don't use. Anyways, that's it. That's a rabbit trail. But, um, I like to choose a word because I feel like I can really be intentional about it um, and it's something that's going to grow me as a person along the way. So, and something else that I found, and I mentioned this a minute ago, but that when you become intentional about something, the Lord blesses it while the enemy challenges it. It's like the old joke of praying for patience, that God will bless our desire to serve Him and give us opportunities to grow. 
even if it seems challenging. But the enemy, he plants those seeds of doubt in our ability to follow through and in God's ability to bring us to the other side. Like, y'all, I'm, I'm kind of scared of this word that I've chosen because it's such a powerful thing to be focusing on, um, but it's also something that I'm just desperately in need of focusing on personally. And it's scary to know that the enemy is, he's already been planting seeds of like, you can't do this. Like, do you really, like, you're going to let yourself down. You're going to let other people down, but we got to shut it down. We got to shut down those thoughts. We got to shut down the enemy's plans to thwart the goodness that we're trying to do. Um, and so I just, I really want it to be known that whenever you try to do something for the kingdom, it's always going to be hard. It's never going to come easily. It's never going to be a follow this three-step plan. To da -da -da -da. And so that's something I've truly found over the last few years is that anytime I'm, I'm growing and anytime I'm really just trying to be intentional in my walk with the Lord, um, those little seeds of doubt, those little seeds of fear, and those little seeds of insecurity and anxiety, they all start creeping along. Um, and the, the, more you you combat those, and the more you just run over them, you know, the easier it gets, but it never just becomes second nature. So, all that being said, little drum roll, please, for the word of 2024. The word is going to be prayer. Um, this is not something, and like I just told y'all, the only thing you'll ever get on here is real and vulnerable. And admitting that my prayer life is basically non-existent is doesn't feel good it's not glamorous it's not um happy shiny or perfect but that's not why i'm here i'm not here to be perfect thank god i have jesus and like he fills in all those gaps but um Prayer is something that I, I need to really focus some attention on. And it's really, it's interesting because it's super common in any religion. Like, if you dive into any Islam and, um, like, any other denomination of Christianity, like, all of these different, these different religions, prayer is a huge part of it. It, I mean, depends on who you're praying to, but, like, prayer is a thing. And most people, like... When you get desperate, you're going to be praying to something, right? Like, it's just in our, it's our, in our human nature. Um, but the really cool part to me about um, being a follower of Jesus is that when I pray, it, Jesus can actively hear our thanks and our cries. Like, he hears every bit of it. And so, to just, like, not do it because it's not convenient or because it's not a habit. Like, what am I, what am I doing? What are we doing with this incredible lifeline that we have um and so unfortunately I think a lot of the times we take this for granted that he's there to hear our cries and our thanks 24 7 like I know he will always be there and so sometimes I just don't think I make an intentional effort to communicate with him regularly it's kind of like when when stuff hits the fan and I'm like oh you know I should probably pray about that or when things are going really, really well and I'm just on top of the world, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. But it's in the mundane moments that I just forget. I forget who's sustaining every every bit of my life. And so I that's 
where I'm at now. I'm like, this is this is a problem. Like, we need to address this. And like I said, no one wants to admit that they're slacking in their prayer life, but sometimes it's when you hit that point of saying, you know what, I don't care how, you know, not glamorous this is. Like, I gotta get real with myself. And I gotta get real with my close circle and tell them what's going on so they can hold me accountable for this. And, and I may not have ever spoken to some of you, you know, in person a day in my life, but listening to this is kind of a way of like keeping me accountable for that. And like my super close friends, they know my mom all year this year and I love her to death. But when she would say this, it was like every bit of me was like, are you serious right now? I would start complaining about something or I would start like going off about something. And she's like, what was your word for this year? And I'm like, are you, are you, are you really going there right now? Cause that's not what I need, but it is what I needed. I needed that person in my life to say, Hey, what, what, what were you trying to do again? Like where, what's going on? And so when I am able to break this down and go into depth with it, it just, it helps me. And who knows, maybe it'll help you. Um, but it struck me for a long time that I not only want to walk more closely with the Lord, but I also want to be able to intervene for my people um, and through communion with my Heavenly Father. Like, I love people. I love my people. And I want to be there for them. And a lot of the times, I find myself wondering, like, what can I do? Like, how can I help them if they're going through a season of, of just really hard things? Or if they're doing great, I want to say, like, thank you, God, for bringing them through that. But I want to be there to to daily intervene for them. Um, and I'm moving into a season in my life where it's not just about me. Like, I'm a teacher now. I'm a, in a relationship now. I've got family. Like, I'm at a point where my life is so much bigger than me. It was before, but you start just thinking about the way that every decision you make affects somebody really close around you. And one of the biggest things is, like, I, I'm in a whole new capacity to be able to, to provide for the people around me through prayer, to provide for the people, for my relationship through prayer. Um, and so I just, that was an eye opener to me. And I was like, you know what, like, it's not about me anymore. Like it's becoming a, a selfless, like, no God, like, I want, I want to be able to intervene for these people. And I used to, this is the excuse I used to give all the time. And honestly, like up until the last couple days when I started really thinking about it was like, I talk to God all day long. Like something will happen and be like, oh, cool. Thanks God. Or something will happen. And I'm like, oh dear Jesus, please help me. Right. And that's great. It's great to be in communion with God all day long, but, um, you don't get any depth with short bouts of requests throughout the day. Like that's not, it's not what God asks of us. He didn't say like, Hey, when you think about it, pray. He didn't, that's not at all what it looks like. Like I, and for so long, that's was my excuse for my prayer life was like, well, I pray pretty much all day long, but here's the thing. And this might sound like a silly example, but Jesus did not, he wasn't on the cross just casually like, hey, Father, let this cut pass for me. That's not how it happened, right? He had been in deep prayer with God his entire ministry. I mean, not only is he the son of God, but like he intentionally, keyword intentionally, went to pray constantly and consistently throughout 
his life and throughout his ministry. And so we have to remember that prayer is not a 911 line when we are up in battle and it's time to go. Like we need to be praying through the battle plan. We need to be praying through the the travels to get there and we need to be praying when we get there. Like pray fervently, pray consistently, pray intentionally, pray with focus. And so I we need it as much in the study seasons as we do when we feel everything around us crumbling and falling apart. And it's so like anytime I'm talking about making a life change with any of my friends, I'm always like, yeah, like it's something I really need to pray about. But do I pray about where I'm at already? Like, hey, God, like, thank you for where I'm at. Help me with where I'm at. Um, guide me through where I'm at right now. Instead of like, hey, I'm thinking about this. Like, God, what do you like? Just give me peace about the decision. Like, no, pray where you're at. And then pray about where he wants you. You know, like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think I like to think about my conversations with the Lord and how I communicate with my people on earth. Um, and if I don't ever talk to people on earth in depth and for longer periods of time, I start to feel really disconnected. Like, take my, my family, for example. My sister, she does not live locally. My brother does not live locally. And if we were to just like maybe every once in a blue moon be like, hey, how's it going? Or like, hey, look what I did today. We would not have any depth to our relationship. But when we can communicate daily and ask specific questions and be intentional with our, with our conversation with each other, our relationship grows. And we know what's going on in each other's lives. And we know what questions to ask and what to say because we're in daily communication with each other. Same thing with my boyfriend. Like when there's days that are just like absolutely absurd and maybe we'll send a few texts and maybe like a 10 minute call before we go to bed, just the reality of it. Like I feel slightly disconnected, but on those days when we can spend time together and when we can talk on the phone for a little bit longer and things like that, I really feel I feel like we're on the same page and it's the same thing with God and the same thing with our relationship with him that if we're just like casually like hey can you do this for me oh yeah by the way thanks for this instead of telling him about our day tell him about your needs tell him thank you for the specific things that happen and and to go more in depth with our prayer um I think that that's a huge step into like building a more focused and a deeper prayer life, if that makes, I'm hoping this is going in the right direction. Um, we start to drift into this idea that we've got it, and then anxiety kicks in because we can't. So when we're not praying and we're not, you know, actively seeking God in that way, that's when we start to get the, like, the case of the me. That's not a thing, I just made it up, but the case of the me's, where it's like, oh, me? Yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, I can do that. That's fine. And then we've got, like, seven things on the, like, I can do that list, and we're looking at it, and we're like, oh, yeah, there's no way I can do all that, right? But either physically, mentally, emotionally, like, you name it, there's no way you can do it all on your own. And time and time again, I think it's just human nature to fall into this like, oh, I've been, I've been trying to drive 
it's time for me to get in the back seat and and not drive anymore because I can't handle it. I don't want to, I don't want one more direction. I don't want one more like turn. I'm making wrong turns, all the things, right? And so it's just when we're not praying is when we're the most anxious. Um, but when we are, that's when there's just like really unending peace. Um, and so I think a huge reason why I struggled so much with consentment this past year is because we were, there were parts of me still trying to write the story and not lay my desires and expectations down at his feet. And that goes back to the surrender um, from a couple of years ago and just saying, hey, not, not I, not my will be, your will be done, right? And I'm kind of a control person, um, very much a control person. And, and so that is huge for me to just say, you know what? I'm releasing this to you. And and back in June or July, I should really figure out what month it was I posted this, but I I specifically remember saying, and now I've forgotten. Darn, train of thought. Um I just I specifically remember being like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I was so overwhelmed. I just had to let it go. And so that's why it it's kind of like when Peter was was on the water and he took his eyes off of Jesus. It's when he started to sink. Um, and I can speak from firsthand experience that when I'm deep in the word and in communication with my Heavenly Father that I feel the most at peace, even with the chaos around me. Um, and the fear of unmet needs is, is diminished. And I think that's what a lot of it comes down to is that our needs won't be met. When we're worried about finances, when we're worried about a relationship, when we're worried about what's next, we're worried that our needs won't be met. Our desires won't be met. But when your desires are in line with God's desires, you know that everything will be met. Everything will be just fine. And so it's that's a huge part of prayer is being in communion with God. It gives you so much more peace to just rest in exactly where he has you. And sometimes Maybe I feel like I should have done prayer and then consentment because if I had a really like active prayer life, I would have been a lot easier to constantly lay down at his feet what I was struggling with. Um, and so life gets busy. I get it. I'm always running a million miles an hour. I've got 500 things on the to-do list. But when I'm putting prayer, but when am I making room for prayer? When am I putting that on the to-do list? And, and that's where I feel like sometimes we get it a little backwards. Um, for a long time, I felt like as a Christian, it was just something that I would just do. It would just come naturally. Like, yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah, I'm following him. I'm doing my best to serve him. Prayer will just come along and, and be a part of it. But it's not. Like, there's no, there's no way <laughs> in our human nature that... We're just casually going to pick up a habit in two days. Like, it's just not how it works. And that's when I I realized, no, you have to be intentional. Like, scientifically, we have to rewire our brains for something to become a subconscious thing. And I found, I found an article from um, the University College of London, which sounds pretty um, reputable to me. It's... <laughs> University in London, right? Um, but the, it said that repetition creates a mental association between the context or the cue and the action. 
which means that when the cue is encountered, the behavior is performed automatically. Um, and I think about it in terms of like making my bed every day. I had to be really intentional about waking up and being like, no, I'm making my bed today. And now it's like automatic. I, I just, I don't even think about it anymore. And the same thing has to happen with prayer. The same thing has to happen with diving into God's word every single day. It's not just going to happen. You're not just going to magically one day be like, poof, oh, I can't wait to like do this every single day. That's not how it works. That's not how our brains are wired. And so taking a little bit of science into consideration with building a new habit is like it, they say it takes up to 10 weeks to build a habit. So wherever the idea came from that I'll just be able to start doing something with no, no goal and no intent was a little bit foolish. And that's where I'm at with prayer is prayer is the same exact way. Like if I plan on building this habit, I need to have a goal and I need to realize it's going to take a very conscious effort to be again doing this thing and knowing I need to be intentional with it and that I don't build habits by just sitting around and expecting them to happen is a really key part of that. So my word for this year, in case you haven't already noticed is prayer and I wish for the life of me that I had like a thought out guide or a prayer journal for you to download because like that's what a lot of people do but that's not what I'm that's not what I'm here for um it's just it's something that I'm so desperate for I've and it's I feel like it's in our like human nature to want to commune and want something bigger than us and that's why every religion you look at prays to something because you want something that's more in control than you are, no matter how much you want the control, right? Does that make, like, that's just where my brain goes with it. And so you have to, A, you have to know what your goal is. What is your goal with this? And, and why is it? a change that you're trying to make. Like, why is this something to aim for? And so I wrote down a few things. Um, and you can, if you decide to make prayer your word of year, hypothetically, you're more than welcome to use any of these goals or reasons that I have. But these are just mine personally. I want to be able to intercede for myself, for my family, for my other relationships. Um, I want to be able to pray intentionally about my future um, and what God has in store during each of those seasons. And and if there's another career in the future, years down the road, if there's another business venture that, you know, I'm supposed to be taking all of these things that are going to impact the rest of my life, like I want to be in constant communication with God about it. Not just when it's like time to make a decision and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to pray about it, right? I want to give him my anxious heart to instill peace within me. It doesn't matter how, how together you may have it. There's always that small part of you that's like the what ifs. And the what if this happens? What if this goes wrong? And so part of being more intentional with my prayer life is that I really want to be able to just give God my anxieties and just be like, you know what? Like, let me be zen walking through my days. Like, don't let me be worried about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. And, and let's just do the dang thing, right? And then I also, I want to make prayer my first stop and not my last resort. And this goes back to making decisions and big life changes. But like, 
I, I need to be praying more than just when it's time to make the decision. I need to be praying all through the season leading up to it, and I need to be praying after the decision is made, right? And so what does that look like? How do we do that? So lastly, I want people to know that when I say I'm praying for them, I really mean it. They know that God will be hearing about their need for me. And this is something that like kind of slapped me in the face one day because I was thinking, I was like, I tell people all the time, like, hey, I'm going to pray for, I'm praying for you. And I might say a really quick prayer right then and then forget it five hours later or every week in, in Bible study, we take prayer requests and I write them down with really good intentions, but do I do anything about them? Can I just be really real and really, really honest with you right now? No, I don't. I write them down. They sit in my notebook and my notebook sits in my bag all week until the next time I pull it out for church. And I know I'm not the only one. I, I know there's a lot of us that don't do that. And I know there's a lot of us that are truly intentional in, in our prayer life. But for those of us that aren't, yeah. How's that, how's that notebook with all the prayer requests doing? How are how all those people's prayer requests? And not only when you start praying and you be intentional with your prayers um, and praying for the things that people ask you to pray for, um, but you also, you, you build deeper connections with those people because you know what's going on in their life. You're able to text them and ask them like, hey, how's this going? Or like, hey, hope you're having a great week. How did this appointment go? How did this job interview go? And the list goes on because when you're praying about it daily, you're not forgetting about it weekly until it comes back up again. And so that's a huge piece of, of prayer is building relationships with people too. Not only are you building a relationship with God, but you're building relationships with people along the way. Um, and it's not to say I don't do any of this right now, like at all. Like it's, it exists in some form or fashion in my life, but um, not in the way that it should and not in the way that I know it could. Um, I don't have steps one through 10 laid out for you. This is, it's, something that's deeply personal that I think we all have to have a different approach for and something we need to pray about and see, hey, God, like, help me with this. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, when you are intentional about something that's going to grow you and make you a, a bigger disciple for his kingdom, he's going to give you the tools that you need. And and he's going to help you. He's going to put you in situations to help you grow in that area. And so that's that's my heart for this upcoming year. And I know there's a lot coming my way. Like, I, it's like funny how you just kind of have a feeling like God is about to do some really incredible things this year. And, and I want to be in the midst of his presence as they're happening. And so that's, that's where I'm at this prayer and it, it sounds so simple and it really can be. And so anyways, I hope to be able to share this journey with y'all as the year goes on. Um, I'm going to keep it as real as I can. And if you're not already, go follow along on Instagram at choose.joy.give.grace, or you can just search choose joy, give grace, and hopefully it'll come up. But, um, it's, it's very exciting for me to be able to share this with you guys um, and to grow with you. So 
with all of that being said, um, I do have a challenge for you, and I want you to think about what your word is going to be for this year. What is something that you're going to let the Lord work in your life? What is something you want to focus on to build you as a person? Um, and as always, I'm one message away. Whether you have my number or DM on Instagram, anywhere you can get a hold of me. Like, I I love people and I love to talk to people. And so if you want to bounce an idea off me or you just have questions, like, I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here to talk with you. Um, and yeah, so lastly, last thing I promise, um, in the spirit of prayer, I just want to pray over you and me going into this new year. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given me to be able to share my heart on this little corner of the internet. God, I pray for whoever's listening to this, um, that you would just, you would charge them with something to grow in you with. And Lord, if they don't yet know you, that this would just give them a curiosity to be exploring it and asking questions. Um, and that, you would help us in whatever it is that we choose to move forward in. Um, we thank you for all of your many blessings and for your endless grace. Um, and just give us the strength to go into this new year and give you praise for all of the things you do within it. We love you so much and thank you. Amen. So. Happy New Year, guys. And as always, I love you bunches. Don't forget to choose joy, give grace, and I'll talk to you next year.